Do you believe in accountable love? Welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs, where love is a group journey. My name is Jerry. My name is Aziz. And today we're going to talk about the birth of accountable love. We are all searching for stability. We are all looking for absolutes in humanity, but there are no absolutes. There's only accountable love, a love that says when you pick a partner and friend, they will show up with their daily best and you will give them your all as well. We all deserve love at its highest form, so the love snobs are here to tell you, you deserve everything, you deserve a high quality. So we decided to talk about the birth of accountable love because we wanted to share with our viewers how we got to this place of living accountably and how it transfers over to our everyday lives. Definitely. We talked about, we, we already talked about on our first season why accountable love because, you know, we wanted to show why was we trying to teach accountable love, but now why was it born in us or how was it born in us or how was accountable love born is a two two different things well well but just like how well for you like i guess it was something that was born in you Definitely. and in my case it was something that i was taught because i had a different idea of what love was so i had to kind of re relearn better habits and I, well, I had to relearn good habits, and I had to identify exactly what I wanted and actually build a principle around it. And I think that that's one of the things that um, helped me get to this place, right? Yeah, I could see that. I could see. I could see that. I mean, it was it was taught, but I think it was um, born in you because you know a lot of people are taught different things, but they only um, are attracted to the things that I think are actually who. They are, you know what I mean. Well, like it, it, it has you. You you are a person big on principles. You've always been, you know what I mean. You always been big on principles from when I, since I've known you, and when we actually used to talk about your childhood and your upbringing. You always was the one that will you will always you know keep everybody accountable in your house. So nobody can do something outside of what was agreed upon without you saying something. Yes, but I also think that it just it didn't always transfer over. So I think that, you know, you see something, you say something, you address it and you move on, right? Definitely. And I used to have the tendency of addressing things that were, that would affect me personally. And then that would be where the, the, the stance would start. Definitely. And as I, as I matured, I realized that if I'm not going to speak to one person, then, but I'm speaking to the five other people that act just like that one person, but they're not necessarily acting that way toward me. That's an issue. You know what I mean? Definitely. So I think that as I got older, I began to realize that if I'm going to take a stance in this way, then it should be it should bleed through. It shouldn't just be situational. It should be it should be a principle that I should hold everyone to the same standard, even if they're not treating me a certain way. But did you notice it? Because people go through life not even noticing it. So whether I didn't always you wasn't notice, taught, no. you wasn't like 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 what we what we what we're going to address, obviously, what we talked about when we were having this discussion off camera, what we talked about is how your upbringing didn't really teach you how to be accountable in love. It didn't. But somehow you were you you was you were were principle driven by nature. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? It just never wasn't nurtured in you. Mm-hmm. But you was principally driven by nature. So what I'm saying is it was something that was definitely born in you. It just had to be refined mm-hmm. as, over the years, wouldn't you say? Because that's what I'm saying. Like, I obviously, I just came to the understanding maybe a lot earlier than you. But I've always been the one that was very principle driven when it came to my family, when it came to my friends. I was the one that, quote unquote, was a stickler for rules or mm. whatever. But it was more if you agreed to something, we all should stick to it because we all agreed to mm. it. So I was one of the people that would basically hold everybody accountable. And I don't know if they looked at me as the leader in that sense. But the point is, I always had it in me. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the same with you. Whether we listen to it every time or not, I mean, obviously through the course of life, like I would say, I like I committed crimes, I did stupid things when I was young, when I was young. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So obviously I didn't follow every last bit of it, but it was ingrained in me. It was something that kept me like like once somebody gave me a different direction, or once somebody gave me an understanding of how I'm acting out of outside of love. I think that helped me kind of refine what was going on within me and then now focus on being accountable in love well i think my first major experience too was with family you know and a lot of us are taught that family is everything and you know people make mistakes and accept people for who they are and where they're at and you know you're taught that to accept a lot of things when it comes to family but my first encounter with accountable love was with the family member and me putting, setting the boundary and deciding what I was going to deal with and what I wasn't going to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I would say that, you know, my parents thought that I had, I was just wrong for it and they didn't quite understand it. But at the same, but I realized that I knew from a younger age because it happened younger that if I was going to allow a family member to treat me a certain way, but I, I wasn't going to allow a family member to treat me a way that I wouldn't allow a stranger. Definitely. And if you can't, and if, 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 if he couldn't respect me or even say, hey, I don't like you and I'm not really feeling you, but I'm not going to disrespect you and kind of like ha- we could have that conversation, but have an understanding, then I wasn't going to deal. And that was the first, that was my first shot at it. And then as I got older, as I began to refine my behavior, I realized that there's other people that I needed to go to. And not because I was cleaning shop, but you know, you, you, you I think build it's because actually, actually you are accepting them. Like, I think when we actually come and we decide to merge, we're not just accepting our shortcomings <laughs> when we decide to merge. So mm-hmm. like when two people decide to build a relationship, they are refining themselves within that relationship mm-hmm. and they're defining themselves in that relationship. So there's certain things, that, certain habits they might have had in a singular nature that they don't have as a plural in a plural nature. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So you are agreeing to now sign up for these rules or sign up for this commitment that now is absent of some of the things that made you who you were as a singular person. Mm-hmm. But when you're like, you're not accepting who I am, then I think that that now we, when you're now, okay, I accept you, but I really don't want to be around you. I yeah. don't want to deal with you. You're accepting them. You're just moving on because you're not going to try to adjust them. You're not going to try to change it. And they're not even they're not even your cup of tea. And that's, and, and, so that's also acceptance. People yeah. use it out of context. But acceptance just means I'm not going to try to change who you are, but doesn't mean that I have to hang around you. And I, yeah, and thank you for clearing that up. But uh, yeah, agreed. So when we're put in situations, well, not put in situations, we 
grow up with our family members, we think that we're supposed to have these relationships. And we we hold on to the memories and the, you know, the things that we did. Well, that is a memory, right? We hold on to the memories and, and hope that we can have a relationship. Definitely. Not realizing that as when you become an adult, you kind of have to reestablish those relationships. Because the relationships that you had with a family member was something that was put, like, not, you weren't forced, but that's all you knew. So, well, to some degree, I it, well, wouldn't say force, on, but it was, well, like, it, was, what, it was who all you knew. Was siblings, like, let's it say, all, that's, all we knew was siblings. Definitely. So, it, we, we, we were taught that siblings are they're your first playmates, and well, they are. Your, That's not yeah, just taught. Well, they are yeah, your they're your first playmates, and you are you 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 you're growing up with them, so you see each other through all types of stuff. And you think that things are supposed to transfer over, like magically, like this relationship is supposed to transfer, transfer over. over. And it doesn't always. It takes work. It takes a conversation. Because a lot of times you realize that you get to a certain age and you and your sibling don't have anything in common. Definitely. So what's the what's the glue? What's the thing that's holding you guys together besides the fact that Blood. you guys are related? Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that taking the time and kind of reestablishing relationships with people that you've known half your life. And really saying, yeah, you're my family member, but are you my friend? Definitely. I think I think I think in our culture it's natural for us to for our parents to understand that maybe you're you're you're, you're probably your, if you're older than your siblings, you're probably their protector. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily you're their friend. Mm -hmm. I think they understand that. I think it's when it's cousins. Like they usually say your cousins is your first friends because when they're all around the same age, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you kinda put them in that same bracket because you know, y'all obviously was grew up together. Y'all was born around the same time, so yeah, those were your first playmates when it truly mattered. Your 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 brothers or sisters, if they're younger than you or they're older than you, they either push you to the side or they followed you around. You know what I mean? So it was uh, it was known that they probably weren't be the people that you necessarily hang around. You know what I mean? But I think my first encounter with understanding, well, I know my first encounter with understanding accountable love and how much love differs is different than just being family. And I think it like in your in your case, I noticed it first with family because, you know, they used to always tell say I love you with people I never even like I don't even know. Like you're my aunt, but I don't know you. You're my cousin, but I don't know you. But you're forced to say I love you or they encourage you to say I love you or they say I love you to you. And I didn't feel I didn't have though and it, it wasn't even a feeling because you have that you feel like there's a bond because you was taught with cousin me mm -hmm. and family me. So you feel that there's a natural bond. But I didn't have the, you're dedicated to me. I, I didn't feel like there was an attachment on that level. So to say I love you, I always felt weird saying I love you to well, people yeah, that I wasn't really connected to in that way. You know, I was bonded to them or, I, you know, I was connected to them based on the family understanding and what I was taught in the education portion of it. But it had nothing to do with the actual spirituality of it. No, and love, you know, and love and we accountable love, we see it as a faith. Yeah. So I knew then, and I always just kind of held on to that, that what, what came to mind, what's in my heart, and I held on to it, and I kept on just like refining as I got older because I'm like thinking, okay, now we're in school, and there's classmates. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like hold this person's hand and play with him, and I'm like, I'm not playing with him because I don't like him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like you're forced to play with this person, you're forced to, or they're your neighbor. And then you're forced to, you know, like it, it does feel like you're being forced because you understand that you don't really want to be around this person. But at the same time, your parents or whoever's around is telling you that you have to forge these relationships. And I'm not talking about being nasty to a classmate. I get that. I'm not talking about being cordial 
with your fellow classmates. I get that. But when it's like a friendship, like he's going to be your friend. This is your friend for the day. This is your, you know, there was a lot of things that were, were taught. And I'm like, this is not what I believe. It's, mm-hmm. it's beyond a feeling. It's what I don't, I don't even believe it. Mm-hmm. So that's when it was more refined where I was like, now nah, I want to be around people who actually, who actually I can build something with. You know what I'm saying? I actually can build an attachment to. I actually can forge a relationship with. And then, then I noticed that relationships was more important <coughs> when it came to when it comes to love. Relationships are more important when it's a dedicated, when it's something that you're passionate about, when it's something that you really want to do. It's people of character. Because I think I had I've had friends where I felt a little shaky with. You know what I mean? But they had certain attributes, but they they didn't really have strong character. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the tension or you can feel the disconnect every time you're around them, but you're still calling them friends because it's based on demographics or they're friends with your friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's all about a lot of things, a lot of factors we factor in before we factor in character. And accountable love is based on marrying a, a character, like mm-hmm. being connected to a character. So and you're looking at a set of attributes and you're like, these these are people that I'm willing to die for. This is these are people that I'm willing to invest in. These are people that I believe in. Then you know that you're working towards a love a love. That's what love is. You're working towards accountable. These people will look out for me. They won't do negative things because they got me in mind. You know what I mean? Like there were certain friends that didn't care. They'll mm-hmm. do it and Regardless, put us all at yeah. risk. And there were certain friends like I wanted to do this. <laughs> But I wouldn't do this based on the fact that it would harm all of us or it would harm you. Or, you know, then you knew that this person was a person of character. Mm-hmm. That that bond got stronger when you had that understanding that a person would put you in a bad position. And that's what allowed me to see that when I get a girlfriend or when I get, you know, when I have other friends or when I raise a family, this is something I want to raise it with. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, you, you go through different stages where you start applying and I was late in that game because although I knew certain things, I didn't always apply it because I, let's be honest, everyone keeps people around because they want, they, they're benefiting from that relationship some Definitely. way, somehow, right? Definitely. So, you know, I forged relationships with people and, you know, they, we got along and I felt like I liked them or I felt like I loved them and, but there was nothing solid to kind of help us. There was nothing, there was nothing that was going to keep us together. Like, there was nothing that was going to bring us back to the drawing board. Like, Definitely. we both agreed. Like, you agreed this. I agreed this. We both agreed this. Why are we here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we never, I, it was never that situation. I mean, y'all stayed away from the hard topics. Well, we stayed away from the hard topics. But there yeah. was, like, the, 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 the things that you, like, you don't cheat and you don't lie. And, but there's, like, oh, there's so many other things. There's I so think, many layers to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just think that but there's it's, it's, a like, lot of... But you don't of, cheat, but do you believe of, in cheating? You definitely. know what I mean? Like, do you believe in lying? Do you believe in honesty? There's just two different things. Like... I, you know, you get caught up in the hype of, like, everyone doesn't want to be cheated on. So, of course, they're saying, I don't like cheating because I don't want it done to me, right? But Definitely. do you not do you not, do you not believe in cheating? You know what I mean? Definitely. Because that changes everything. Do you not believe in, in, in lying? Like, if you believe in telling the truth and being honest, then that bleeds over. So, it would never be, you know, we couldn't have something to hold each other to when we, if we ever get to that place. Mm-hmm. And I think that we agreed that there are certain things that we didn't like. But were we living it? Were we did we truly believe it? Were we making sure that we both understood that we both believed it, so that we can make sure that if things kind of went left, we could kind of redirect ourselves and say, Definitely. you know what, this is 
we these five things we said that we were always gonna we, we it was were the always core, gonna it was your core values it was your foundation yeah. and every relationship needs one yes to actually experience love yeah like you need core values you need a foundation because once somebody breaks that foundation just like we have a foundation trust is very important once mm -hmm. that's broken doesn't mean you can't get it back but it means that you got to work to get it back so love would it be your title anymore mm -hmm. once somebody broke that that bond you care about the person and you're trying to work back to love or once you broke honesty once you decided to bite your tongue and really wasn't honest which actually loses the trust so then now what happens it trickles down so mm -hmm. now you are you're in this in these toxic relationships where you don't trust the person and now you keeping them around because you care about them but you believe you love them but somebody that loves you is reciprocal so somebody that loves you wouldn't put you at risk they wouldn't put you like they'll be honest with you like people think that sparing somebody's feelings is love mm -hmm. Cause I always hear, why would you say that? Like, why would you say this to this person if you truly care about them? Why would I hold back if I truly care about mm -hmm. them? Th there's a bigger question. Why would I not tell them? Why would I feel like I can't talk to this person if I truly love them? Why am I the person designated to spare this person's feelings? Isn't that yeah. more egotistical mm -hmm. that I have that much power to destroy a person's a person's self self esteem? Yeah. Like you have to really think about what we're saying half the time, and we do play the card and I think a lot of people look at love as guilt and they believe <laughs> guilt is a part of love well I mean, so when you can guilt people into staying when you can guilt people into how to speak to you we can guilt people all that stuff you have to earn is respect so if somebody speaks to you and you feel like they're not speaking to you in a, in a in a proper manner you obviously love is saying listen you're not speaking to me in a proper manner so you talk to them you have dialogue you go back and forth and then you find common ground how are we going to speak? The person may say, this is my tone. This is how I get down. This is who I am. There's no disrespect, but this is who I am. And this is but who it I'm boils down to intent. Definitely. I mean, but that you have to have the dialogue because it's still, it's still made a person feel a certain way. Agreed, so that's why it, you have also, the discussion. When I say it's also intent is what I think your intentions are. Definitely. Because it starts Definitely. with me, how I, how I view you and what I believe you, how you view me. So if I think that, <clears throat> if I think that you're taking advantage of me all the time, then when you say something or like, and when you're trying to get me to, when you're asking me to do something, I, in it's the back of my show. head, yeah, it's I'm going to be like, show. why? <clears throat> what are you getting off the deal? You know what I mean? So I think it's... Everything's based on belief. Everything's yeah. based on how you, what you believe about a person. Everything's based on what you believe somebody like human beings are capable of. All of, it, all of it is based on your belief system. So if you have, let's say we have accountable love. So we have accountable love to actually show us what love truly is, right? So we looked at accountability and we're like, yo, that's a big that's a big thing because we hear people apologizing all the time and then doing it again and apologizing mm -hmm. all the time and doing it again and apologizing all the time and doing it again. And then we're now guilted into like, yo, you have to forgive them. Yeah, we forgive them. We're just not going to reconcile. We're not going to have a, re yeah. a relationship with them. So mm -hmm. understand just because we don't speak to the person or we, 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 we opt not to deal with the person doesn't mean we didn't forgive them because we're not walking over here, walking around like next time I see a person that's just like this person and, and you're angry and upset and carrying and harboring those emotions. No, it's just like you forgave them. Like, okay, I understand this is who you are. This is who you're going to be. And even if you do change or you make those adjustments, the damage may be done. So we may have to cross that bridge if you do change and maybe the door is cracked and we can forge a relationship. Or I don't need, I'm don't. i not going to never trust you again. So at the end of the day, because I don't never trust you, that has nothing to do with forgiveness. Forgiveness is something within yourself. Mm -hmm. 
You get what I'm saying? So accountability is big. It's, it, it shows character. It mm-hmm. shows the 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 the, the best character mm-hmm. because if you're able to not just apologize but <clears throat> rectify what you did wrong, that's the biggest thing. It's not about not making mistakes. It's about rectifying the mistakes you make. So it's it's having the you know like when the, your teacher when you see that one student that gets something wrong and actually goes back on their own and wants to correct it and get it right and learn it. It shows that this person is a better student than the other than the other students, right? Mm-hmm. It automatically reflects character. So what I'm saying is that's accountable, and then love is one of the most cherished. It's the most cherished things, right? So you put them two together. How could you have one without the other? You see, what I'm saying. So that's how all those things merge. That's how accountable love. I mean, those two things merge. Those two faiths merge because accountable love is all about stepping up prioritizing, mm-hmm. making sure that the people you say I love you to, they are in high, they are high priority, and you put put your life into making sure that they have a better life. And you trust that they're putting their uh, they're putting they putting you, you ahead of a whole bunch of other people and they're putting they're making you a priority and they're making sure you have the best life possible too. Yeah, and also connecting with people that share the same beliefs. I, it makes the relationship a lot easier. It's not to it's, say it's, that it's we stronger. don't. It's, it's stronger. stronger. Yeah, Let's so say I want it makes to it a lot stronger because we yeah. we go back and forth. Well, yeah. So I would say stronger. Nobody would say our relationship's just easy. No. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we do have the core value, so we always can actually We recover. have something to come back from. Yeah, the recovery is easy. Definitely. So it's not, yeah, it makes the, the, the relationship stronger, and it allows, and although we may disagree, and it, it just takes, you know, us, I mean, we can argue, sometimes we argue all night, <laughs> but we also, the recovery is a lot quicker because we have the same beliefs, and we have the same end goal, and we want to be there. So I think behaviors may need to be refined. A conversation definitely has to be, you know. I think had, that's where the we human comes sometimes in. may you know has definitely. to be applied, and then we're able to move on from there. Definitely, we go through our low selfish stages. We, you know, we want what we want when we want it, and sometimes we disregard the belief system and focus on the desire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the whole the whole point is like you can have things you desire, but does it destroy your belief system? Is it worth destroying your integrity? Is it worth destroying your household? You know what I mean? So like, I think that would be another reason why I thought accountable love because I watched so many people, and even in my household, my, my parent go through pain because people disregarded, disregarded their belief system. Mm-hmm. They cheated on them. You know what I mean? Sometimes it was, a, it, was, it was domestic violence. You know, things of that nature. And then, you know, you hearing them like, I love you. and it always resonated like, how could you love somebody and then hurt them in that way, in yeah. that fashion, ever? You know what I mean? There's certain things you don't ever have to do. Like, you don't ever have to cheat because you see a, you see somebody you're interested in, you know what I mean? Then you can have a discussion with mm-hmm. your partner and then become single. Like, there's certain things you don't, you, you, have a, you have a bad temper, you take a walk. You know what I mean? You get, get yourself out of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not talking about. We're not talking about self-defense. We're talking about literally like hitting, lashing out, hitting somebody for control reasons to control the person to do what you want them to do mm-hmm. or because you're upset. It's not good enough. So I don't know if they, they transfer, like they, and people tend to say that they love the person and, and you get to see all of these people like in our, in our parents' age group, a lot of them went through trials and tribulations. You're just like, I, there's no way in hell I'm going through that. Yeah. But they feel like they're stronger cousins. Because of it, because of it, excuse me. 
And I'm like, that that always amazed me. Like, how are you a stronger couple because of it? Are you the role model for your kids? You want your kids to go through all of that to prove what love is? Or are y'all just comfortable? Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, also, too, like, my parents got married young. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were in their early 20s. Um, so I think that it's... And my parents are still married. And, you know, I remember being a kid thinking, like, they are... they. They have, they would be better separate. Definitely. And I, you know, watched them together and thinking like, yes, it was nice to have both parents at home, you know, the benefits of that. But I just thought personally that they would be better separate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that was no one had that conversation with me, but just watching it. It was And just thinking, and just thinking that, you know, when I grow up, when I get married, that's not the type of relationship I wanted. So I think that, you know, it's, you know, our parents did things for for many reasons, I'm sure. And like now, you know, they're 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 old, they're growing old together. They they're both retired and mm-hmm. they're enjoying each other's life. I guess I don't want to wait till I'm seventy to enjoy my partner's life. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like I want to be able to have. I mean, I plus they had a young they had a young marriage. They so had a young marriage. They had yes. to learn how to be mm-hmm. adults together. Yeah. And that's that's where it gets difficult because even when they have four by the time I, like. Before they were thirty, they had four kids. Like definitely. it was a even lot. even yeah. during our sessions, that's one of the things that we can come in. Like we definitely have to look at because yeah. when you have a young relationship, sometimes the love and what you was taught love was and going through the motions yes. isn't present. But you could recover based on the fact that and all this crazy stuff could happen in in that little part of it mm-hmm. part of life because, you know, you're young and then you're maturing into adulthood. But then there is an expectation once you mature into adulthood that the strikes like like the 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 the, the you know the time that the amount of times you can mess up is a little slimmer. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like there's less of a there's 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 more of an expectation as you get older and you and you become a, um an, an adult. And I always hear people say love shouldn't come with expectations, and I'm like, but it should. But who? I, like I don't never, I don't never understand that how people can't see who's the type of people that don't want to deal with expectations. It's mm-hmm. never the person who's willing to step up. It's never the A student though. <laughs> it's never the person who's willing to step up. So I always tell people or my friends or whoever I'm speaking to, like if anybody says something about something as valuable as expectations, that's that, that's okay to have expectations. It's okay to want something or have something in your head. Now, at the same time, unrealistic expectations is different. Mm-hmm. But expectations is perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying somebody has unrealistic unrealistic expectations and yeah, you can break that yeah. down, that's different. But now when we're talking about expectations, who doesn't want expectations? Who doesn't want to be judged? A person that's always is going to fall short. Well, anyone who's so, like, doing look good at wants that. to be held accountable, and I Definitely. think that that's and I think the people that kind of want to slip under the radar, they can care less. So I think that yeah, if we promote more accountability, then it'll leave less room for those people who kind of want to slide under the radar, or they'll find each other. Definitely, and they could slide under the radar together. Definitely, and stay out the spaces of people that actually want to hold each other accountable and believe in accountability, and believe that. And hold I don't love just, as value. Yeah, and they I don't just smile. want you to show up. I want you to tell me that you're showing up. Definitely. You know, like say actions speak louder than words, but action plus words, it's it's great. It's it's a, it's it's yeah, it's greatness. it's greatness. And it's and you can actually hold them to just more than, oh, I didn't know you was coming, or oh, I thought you were coming, but you didn't show up. You know what I mean? Definitely. It, I mean it's 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 horrible, but you know, I just think people need to start really paying attention to the signs when they meet people. 
because it is important to hear what people have to say. But I think it's like I want this to just I want this to just feel right. Like a relationship is going to feel good, but it should feel good working at it. Mm -hmm. You know, you should feel good wanting to know somebody. You should feel good wanting to do things for somebody, but also wanting to be there for them. You know what I mean? Or wanting to like it should feel good coming home every day and not not straying. Mm -hmm. It should feel good. Watching you, watching you build something special with your partner. Yeah, that should feel good. So, like, I understand where people say it should, it should feel good. It shouldn't hurt. Love shouldn't hurt, and I agree with that. Love shouldn't hurt, but it does sting at times. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, like, you have to understand that the principle of honesty is a part of love, and with love, with honesty, things will sting. Mm -hmm. But what will hurt a person is the fact that. And, and and I guess we're talking about stinging, it can possibly hurt. But then we're talking about cheating, which would be more than hurting. It'd be deep-rooted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're talking about a sting versus a gunshot. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have to look at those things. And if you recover from it, yeah, you're working towards love again. But don't now go get mad at your friend for saying, why did you go back? Mm -hmm. They they have the right to question that. But also because they're holding you accountable because they love you. Yeah, but I also think that there's a level of self-awareness that goes into this, too. Like, you Definitely. can't you can't be with somebody who you believe should, you can hold them accountable, but you're not holding yourself accountable. You don't believe it either. Because there's benefits to being with the person that believes in accountability. So I think that, you know, <clears throat> you should go in knowing that that's your belief as well. And not asking for something that you're not willing to put out there you don't believe in or just going in with this one-sided idea of oh now you know i had like 50 bad relationships so now let me meet the nice guy you know Definitely. what i mean who comes home every day because that's what he believes in and who believes in monogamy and truly believes in monogamy because he doesn't cheat and don't get the safe man yeah exactly. you don't need the safe man so you, you can still get the the man you want. I yeah. think you can get all that. But I think it goes. But I think man. it goes both ways. I think that you need to be honest with who you are and what you truly believe in. Definitely. And don't be a hypocrite and really go for what you believe in because you, if you truly believe, because if you truly believe in accountability, then you would <clears throat> look for partners that or friends that are also that also believes in accountability, and then you can build on that. You could build a strong foundation. Definitely. Like I, I just recently <coughs> was explaining to somebody that. Um, how when we're young, we're looking at differences. We're looking at different things. We're really figuring things out. We're trying to find out who we are. We're trying, you know, there's a lot going on. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on until we mature into our adulthood, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're older, you're looking for people who you share things with and you have things in common and you, you don't have time to really be ser searching through differences and all this. And, you know, you hear this movement like everybody... Oh, well, people are different. Mm -hmm. And every time I hear somebody say, people are different, you already know they're not going to be accountable because you already know that. So mm -hmm. they're, they're patronizing you or it's passive aggressive for you think you know everything. But it's like, yeah, I have a right to choose. Mm -hmm. So I think a part of it, a part of accountable love is saying to yourself, being so self-aware where you're like, I'm okay. it's okay for me to choose. Mm -hmm. I don't care how strong of a person I am. And I, if you're a leader, you can also choose. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So like they can't we can't keep on being guilted into having people around because it makes us less of a person not to. You get what I'm saying? So like I think accountable love is also being mindful that when it comes to your personal relationships, you have the right to pick exactly who you want yeah. in your life. And whether it's two people, seven people, you have the right to pick those people. And 
you should pick them people according to their character mm -hmm. because that's the most important thing. You can date somebody because they're good looking and that's it. But I don't know how long that will last. Yeah, I mean, you, you get to a certain age and you, st you start having kids, right? Definitely. And you realize that your friend, your friend circle kind of gets a little smaller because you kind of gravitate to people that either A, have kids or that they believe that they know that you come, you have a child. So it's more family time, right? Definitely. And so you, that you, you, you pick relationships based on that. <clears throat> but I remember, you know, one time we had a discussion in, in, in one of the groups on Facebook and the question was, would you have your friends around your kids? And a good majority of the people on there said no. <laughs> but crazy. they called them their friends, Definitely. right? When crazy. you get to, I know I have a lot on my plate right now. So <clears throat> everyone that's around me, if they can't be around my kid, then I, when do I have time to hang out with you? Definitely. When they, <laughs> you know I mean? was like, getting ready to say the same thing. When really you're around your time. husband, yeah. they don't like your husband, you're around your kids, they can't be around your kids. kids. Yeah. When do you get to hang out with them? And every time you get to hang, you hang out with them, is everything secretive? Yeah, like it, like it, it, it creates these boundaries that's, you know, well, you're living like separate lives, yeah, and it's like, really and it doesn't maintain. really make sense, and it doesn't, not, not for the long term. Definitely. I guess it's all good for the short term, but your kids should witness you having healthy relationships outside of your husband, your significant other, your family, your other no, family. It should members. be, it should be, your, your friends should be a part of your village. Yeah. Just like touching back to what you were saying, like when you have a kid, and your friend doesn't have children, I think that that child becomes their, their child. child. So yeah. if you got to like gravitate to other parents or people that have mm -hmm. kids, I think like those, that experience of you having a child and it, should, it didn't bring your friend closer. You got to really question, was the friend ready for what life had to offer? Yeah. Or was going to bring? Because we all know as we age, we're going to now have kids. So like those, that's what you got to start thinking of. People are going to pass on. Our parents are going to get older. Like you have to start thinking about the all the things you're gonna have to deal with when you have a friendship. Excuse me, when you have a partnership, it's bigger than the emotional attachment. Am I willing to actually stick it out with this person through life's challenges? Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about again. We always say this: not created <laughs> challenges, but life's challenges. Cancer, you know, having children, you know, having problems with with money that that that's out of your control not within your control mm -hmm. and things of that nature where it's like you know great friends and great a great partner will be there so it doesn't feel like you're ever you're ever alone mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel like you can't conquer any challenges that come on in life mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that you have to be aware of that and you have to be ready for that so i think that's a good that's a good point about like bringing up the ch children. I mean, you did say you start gravitating to I did to, <laughs> to to people with kids. I wouldn't do that, but I'm just saying like understand. I want to experience everything that my friends because I believe in accountable love. So my friends have new children. I want to gravitate to their children. Mm -hmm. I want to get to know their children. I want to be a part of their children's life. I want to embrace everything that they have. If they have a new partner, I want to get to know that new partner. That new partner needs to become a part of our family. Like that's yeah. how you build a village. That's how you build a strong circle because you have accountable love. So everybody, like, should your friend be dating somebody that's not kind of like minded with the group that they already built? Probably mm -hmm. not. Should you, should your husband start going outside of, uh, or your your wife start going outside of what y'all all built together? No, no it causes no. friction mm -hmm. within the friends. It causes friction within the, the household. It causes so like anybody that decides to just make. Oh, let's let's just make these independent decisions. I think mm -hmm. they hurt 
the overall message. They hurt the overall faith of friendship and, and commitment in the village mentality. So when you look at accountable love, it's just it's not all about like you did this and you did that. No. It's just coming and having and, and having strong discussions, setting parameters, setting core values, having understanding that having understanding that when it comes to who you surround yourself with, the core values are the important piece. You're going to have different preferences. You're going to want to do different things, but it shouldn't affect your core values. Mm -hmm. And that's what accountable love is all about. Yeah. It's all about building a group of people that have strong characters and they have ca character traits and they have those things in common, mm -hmm. strong attributes. And that's the most important thing. So, And that transfers over from friendships to i mean if a co-worker happens to become a friend and Definitely. or a family member is like no one's exempt from this you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think that that's where things get a little blurry that's where things get kind of gray for people because they apply it in one area but doesn't but won't apply it in another but no one's exempt like you start with your principles and then you start to kind of figure out who are aligned with regardless of where they came from definitely and you know when we talk about personal relationships we talk about not because you go and help a family member. Yeah, I mean, no. You're going to probably help a person, a family member. You're probably going to help a stranger. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're your friend. We're talking about personal relationships. So let's be clear here. There's a difference when it comes to helping other people versus building a friend circle and building relationships and prioritizing your relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's when we talk about accountable love. Because just because you help somebody doesn't mean you love them. Mm -hmm. Just because you help somebody don't mean you're accountable in love. But when you start investing love and accountability in someone or people, you got to understand that that comes with responsibility. And love should be a responsibility because it's a faith. It's yeah. something you believe in. So <coughs> I think it's very important to have this discussion about, you know, accountable love, just to see where we're, where we're coming from and, you know, how I was born. Well, also, too, I think born. that people think that, that, you know, we're super militant. If we don't, if, if we see things kind of, well... <laughs> we see things black and white what we do but that you know that things are so black and white that there's no that we don't deal with gray at all and that we don't that we should make provisions for certain I people. think the thing is we don't see things as just black and white but we try to make everything black and white because we have to make we decisions. want them clear yeah and we want clear lines so if something looks a little blurry we're going to sit down and try to figure it out and find common ground like we're those people we're going to try to figure figure it out because we're born teachers mm -hmm. so when you want to teach something you have to first understand it and in understanding it you have to really really narrow it down to what it is define it mm -hmm. and when you define it then you can teach it mm -hmm. so therefore we see the gray but mm -hmm. we're always trying to make it black and white so it's, it's something that's teachable yeah you get what I'm saying? So that's the important thing. And that's how you raise your kids. It's how, like you have to define things. If you don't define things, then It's like taking it the same route problems. to school, right? Definitely. Like the minute that you go down another block, you some shit happened. Yeah. You might and get or someone's looking for you and they, they know, you know, they know you to take the, the, the a certain a certain path. I think, you know, creating good habits, making sure that you make things as black and white as possible because all in the world of, of where there is some gray. So much gray. Yeah. There needs to be some black and white in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's the most important thing. But on that note, my name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And this is Accountable Love. Peace. Peace.